knowing that if there is or there should be any experience like that, it should be the tri-state that God himself placed you into. Not one that is that you yourself place yourself into. Or else you know what it will be. It's going to be the story in James chapter 1. It'll be like the word will come through here. And when that happens, you will not know. You will not even know what is. You will forget your image. But when Adam woke up, what did he see? He could realize, ah, no, this is this thing is, is, is familiar. You get it. So even though he was asleep, he was not asleep. He was actually what? Getting a lot of revelation. And after that, he saw so many things happen in the life of Adam. So you don't just sleep. When you sleep, it's like the people that the word of God came. And then all of a sudden, the birds came up and then they, were, they picked the seeds that was deposited. Don't allow the enemy to pick away the seeds. If you realize that you are feeling like sleeping, just stand up and shout Jesus. Hallelujah. If not, the Lord will mention your name. The Lord will call you in the message. Praise God. So last week I started with a message I made open to uh, Proverbs chapter 1 for me. I think you projected it. Proverbs 1. So we saw the essence of downloading instructions from the Lord. We saw the necessity of wisdom and understanding. See that the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of israel let's move on he said to know wisdom and instruction he said to know wisdom many of us when we we are instructed or we even receive instructions we it is war have you realized the human nature is such that man doesn't want to be instructed he wants to be addressed nicely and the only reason why sometimes we would even to instruction is because of a particular favor we are going to get from it that's why we do some of these things so usually we follow the instructions of our superiors at the workplace and or even doing our hearts we know that we are not happy with it but if you're not happy with it, it might affect your job you might lose your work so we do all that we can to at least heed to the instructions given but this is what he says to know wisdom and instruction and to perceive the words of what understanding let's go to receive the instruction of wisdom justice judgment and equity to give subtlety to the simple and i explain simple to you as Simple simply means holy. It's not the simple. Oh, Charlie, that man is a simple man. No, in the olden days, if you say simple, it means someone that is lacking wisdom. Hallelujah. And then to the young man, knowledge and discretion. He said, a wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. Praise God. 
Praise God. Oh, somebody, you're not happy to be in the presence of God. He said, a wise man will do what? Yeah. You should be willing to hear. And then you increase in learning. Most of us, we don't like the word of God. Amen. Amen. But you're supposed to like the word of God, enjoy the word of God. Most of us like other things than the word of God. We enjoy movies. We enjoy food. We enjoy what? What else? Mentions all the things. Sleep. You enjoy all other things. But when it comes to the word of God, pastor is talking too much. And sometimes even when in lecture halls and all that, you are able to do three-hour lectures. There are certain groups of lecturers when they go, because they don't have time, they will decide to do everything so there can be a 12-hour lecture with just a one-hour break in between. And because you know that your life or your future depends on you don't want to miss any because if you should miss one lecture or you know that you have missed a whole what semester's one lecture but people are willing and they don't see even if they are sleeping they, they, they try that when they go back they will still remember what has been taught because your life is dependent on it whether you graduate or you're not what graduate is dependent on it so you can see that it's not that we lack whatever it takes to become what we have to become in God. But it is a matter of what priority. So this exposes, it exposes our hypocrisy. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you understand? Amen. Not that you cannot do. You can do, but you will not do it for the Lord. That is what is happening. Not that you can pray for one hour. No, that you can't pray for eight hours because you can actually watch your phone for how, how long? Eight hours. I heard one man of God talking about giving a statistic of the number of times an individual touches the phone. And I was shocked. But I realized that it was true. What if I mention number you think it's not true? But when you begin to time yourself, as you are there, you take the phone, you touch. And then as you touch, you touch. But there are more than 200 times in a day you touch your phone. It takes a certain level of discipline to just leave your phone aside. And especially now that you can access everything on your phone. It's not yam that maybe like your phone is not yam, yam phone, the small phone. That doesn't have all those things. Your phone has all sorts of things that is what attractive. So eight hours prayer, one hour prayer, one hour wet steady, two hours wet steady. It is not something you cannot do. But it is what you have decided to use that time for. So, to control the scenario I was given. So people will go and they will be able to listen to the three-hour lecture. And they say intellectuals will tell you that, oh, when you listen to 30 minutes of message, or a pastor shouldn't even teach beyond 45 minutes so that you can so that the people will be able to remember. It's, it's, it's nice, maybe, so that you can remember all those things. But for the three-hour lecture, so you can see how the, the lie that is going on. 
I have observed this. Yes, it's a lie. Yeah. I have observed that I realized that ah, it depends on your heart. Too. Mine is opposite. You can ask my wife, I can there, I'll listen to her messages, do all my prayers, do everything. And then rather when it is lecture time or something, then I'll be gone. <laughs> I'll be struggling. And sometimes you wake up and hey, is it done? <laughs> It's because of the heart, where the heart is. Do you get it? It's where the heart is. Somebody will say that, oh, man of God, I don't even have time to pray. I said, ah, you don't have time to pray. Because you think that you're working out, you can still pray. Why, do, why were you giving the Holy Ghost? But it's the time. It's what you, what you, so, greater portions of the time, we, we are not really doing anything. Usually our mind is blank, and not blank, but then blank in the sense that we are not aware that we are actually thinking of other things. That's why at the end of the day, you sit down and then you realize, ah, how did I go about my day? In your mind, you know that you were consciously doing something, but if you want to look at the productive or the efficient hours, you realize, oh, you were only efficient for maybe one hour, two hours, you did what you were supposed to do. Yeah. And then the rest, where did the time pass? Mm. All the same, you were engaged in what? Activities that you cannot give any account of. Mm. That is the priority. So the Mount Solomon, he said, he decided to know, to go in the way of wisdom. No wonder after he gave it, that good sacrifice to the Lord. When the Lord came to him, you know, most of us in, in this generation, what, what do we do? When we are giving to the Lord, he, it will come back to you, good measure, press down. You are thinking about, like, immediate reaping in that order of gift that you gave. So if you, if you, if you, if you invested or you gave something in money, you are expecting. But he, after the sacrifice and all these things, the Lord came to him in a dream. Imagine the Lord just appears to you. All of you will say, Lord, I only need you. So let's be sincere. The Lord has come and he said that, ask me anything that you will. I came across some Asian, Asian advert. There was a man and a, a lady and then the boyfriend. And then something happened, let's say misfortune happened. An accident occurred and then the man died. And the lady started crying. And all of a sudden, a certain deity came. It's like I said, the deity had the cry of, of the, how do you call it? The lady. So he came, asked me anything that you want and I'm going to give it to you. You know what came to a lady's mind? Wait, iPhone. <laughs> you are her boyfriend. What, what, what she was actually crying about? About the death of the... When, when let's say, the, the God appeared that asked me everything. This was what she was able to ask. He said, I need what we, I need what iPhone, I need material things. 
even the dead will be surprised. Even God Himself is surprised. That's what we do to God. Oh, you don't see. Interestingly, you know we are laughing, but that is, that is what it is. If God should appear right now, you know how we worship. We were thanking the Lord. Lord, I love you. I need you. Lord, I need your anointing. If God should appear right now, your heart will be redeemed. You know, He is the Word of God. He is fire. Your heart will be redeemed. If he will show you what he will show you that you didn't make him number one is the reason why a lot of people still have supernatural encounters and yet not many people are able to utilize the anointing that is delivered to them because in the midst of all that is there seems to be an aspect of you that desires him but then there is also this aspect that wants something more than him. So it's, it becomes a matter of displaced priorities. And usually we choose the other things than him. Meanwhile, when you look at all the things that God has made, all our journeys here is for us to willingly choose him in all things. But I tell you, if God should come, So just, just, some of you, you need something at this particular moment. Though you are saying you love God, your prayers has always been for God to reveal His glory. And if God is revealing His glory, it's, it's beautiful supernatural encounters. The presence of God is what the greatest thing He can give you. But in our prayer for that, that God should reveal His glory, it is you are targeting something. You have a target. And usually it is for your own work what you eat or what will make you feel good about yourself. Am I lying? All my people are so blessed such that all that they want is you. All I need is you. All you want is him. Hallelujah. Anyway, so we can see that God has a way of making everything available to us and because of our misplaced priorities because we don't know the law many a times when he comes in his glory and we are supposed to choose him we rather choose the things that are more of benefits of actually choosing him Solomon did a great sacrifice to the Lord. And when the Lord came, he didn't ask for when. And you can see the testimonies in the word of God. In his days. You can Google the present day network when you do the conversion. Just even what was written in the scriptures. What was made available to the public. You realize that is greater than any other person's wealth in the world. Why? Because he chose him. Hallelujah. He chose that which was needful. 
I'll keep on saying this that if Jesus you know he's a perfect example if Jesus would choose anything he would have chosen the best do you believe this because he had the wisdom he had the ability to understand all things he knew all men he knew all things in fact there's nothing that he he lacked but all that he desired this someone someone that we know that he came from what heaven and all that he desired was still the presence of god all that he desired was communion with the father actually what the lord showed me the reason why i went in that line is because the lord showed me something and i appeared in a place that looked like the world you are in the world and there were so many activities going on in the world and you can see buildings structures activities going on this one was more of like an institution more of like let's say high-rising buildings like how the hostels look that's all and then i was instructed to actually look for someone what a lot that i should look for was actually a, a person so i was looking for that person I think last week I mentioned the name of the person, right? Yeah. So, it's as if I received a call to look for Sabina with all my heart. And I went around all the institutions. I went around all the buildings. If I in my quest for it, God gave me a supernatural grace to actually operate beyond the operation of the men there. And I realized that I was sorry in the realms of the spirit. And what I observed was that in my search for this, in every, every place that I went within the institutions, this woman could not be found. And you know what was happening? All the systems seemed crashing down. All the system, the walls, everywhere I got to the walls were breaking down, the ladders were breaking down, the staircase, everything was breaking down, literally breaking down. Things that you thought had foundations. And you know that so the word of God is so real. When you say that it's only the word of God that is has that sure foundation. Everything was breaking down. And in my quest and desire to search for this woman. You know what happened? I started receiving a lot of missiles and attacks. Things were being thrown at me. Remember, I said I was sorry because of my search for that woman. They started throwing missiles, bullets, things that look like slingshots. Then footmen, horsemen, they were all trying to bring me down from wherever I was to stop my pursuit or my chase. 
of this woman that I have been instructed by the source or by the father of this woman to look for. They did all they can. They chased, the footmen ran, the horsemen chased, they tried but they couldn't. So later, I came out of the experience that I asked the Lord, now Lord, what could this possibly mean? And God has a very unique way of communicating with me. So, I said, ah, who is this woman, who is this lady? That God said I should search, that I searched in all the institutions, all the places in the world, and yet I could not find him. And I had to go higher, way above the institutions, in order to search. And even in my search for him, the systems were trying to pull me down. What is this woman? The Lord said, Okay, look, search. So I started to look into the the deep meaning of survival. And I realized that, wow, it means wisdom. It means understanding. It's actually a Latin word meaning survival. And when you go into the details of it, it means to radiate with the light of understanding. sense that indeed wisdom is the principal thing and in all thy getting get understanding you know it was so far like how it would have come to my mind straight away but this one was more latin so far at least i can relate this greek and we can find that in the scriptures you see but god was trying to communicate something that as a man when you find yourself in this world the only way to stand out, the only way for you to fly above the challenges, the missiles, the pulling down, the crashing systems, is to run along or to chase or to get hope of wisdom. Do you understand what I'm saying? And later, you realize that when you look through, the books. Do you realize how God even addressed or, or Solomon addressed wisdom, understanding? He described wisdom, understanding as what? A she or a hair. He described as what? A she. Something that you need to pursue, like pursue with your heart. how guys that like ladies when you like a lady you see what men can do or even some they don't really like they just want to have a taste they do all sort of they, they don't care the amount of money they waste it's like they have an agenda to get what they want and they pursue with all their heart until they get hold of You see, so the problem is not with whether we have that ability to desire God the way we should have. We always have that desire. So what you have to do is to now look deeply 
it into yourself that is there anything that my heart has really yearned for and loved for before? And ask yourself, what is this thing that I desire that much? And is there a possibility for me to translate that same level or intensity of desire to God? If you're not capable of doing this, do you know what, what it is? It means that there's idolatry. It's not because you have idols, but there's something that has become an idol in your heart that you are willing to chase, pursue, and worship all the days of your life, and that thing is not God. And in our lives presently, you know, because of education and all that, people are, are rising up. So now people are building, and uh, when they build, they don't do they don't do altars in the house like how our fathers and our grandfathers did. So when you go to your roots, usually you go to your village or you go to wherever you came from, your family, family house, not your 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 nuclear family house. When you go to extended, extended, you realize that almost every African you can trace something small, even if you are thinking that your, your life was the purest or your family's life was Christian, when you go deeply, deeply, there was, you can trace it to some form of idolatry. In this our present day, sometimes we get to sit thinking that, oh, idolatry, time of idolatry, it's gone. We are not Christians, we are in Christ. But interestingly, the same thing is, keeps on happening over and over again. Tell everybody that it keeps on happening over and over again. And this time, you know how it has become. Now, it is found in things that you call necessities. Our idolatry or mode of worship. Which is not to God. Is not found in the things that God actually freely gives. So now we end up having a similar story as stated in the book of Romans. It's like you know that this is the creator. And you know that this is the creation. And yet we are willing to go after the creation. And not after the creator. Am I making sense? And Jesus tries to expose this. I don't know how many of us, I don't know what we think about Jesus if he's saying all those things. One day we would have to do an interview and then seek to understand how you perceive Jesus. Many of us, yes, we believe, but then we are not cool with the things that Jesus said. We, we still can't get it. Now, why would Jesus say that riches is deceitful? Master, after all, we need the money. Master, after all, we need the cash. So, why would you say something like that so that we, we will not pursue? But he didn't leave us there like that. If he left you there like that alone, without any means of provision, then that is when you consider, oh, okay, let me just try and get all that I have to get. 
But if there was a way, and in my previous messages, we understood how when we pursue wisdom, when we pursue understanding, when we pursue the knowledge of God, when we pursue the fear of God, we realize that it comes along with what? Riches. It comes along with what? These days in our world we say wealth and health. Hallelujah. So there is what? Wealth. It is the health that makes you sound. And then there is the health that makes your body what? Sound. He didn't leave you like that. And it's the place that I've been trying to bring all of us into. the greatest profession that you think you can get, that you feel that you'll be so satisfied with. Those are the things that you are coveting. You have no idea of what its actual source is. It is a reason why many men or many people desire to go into political offices. A politician, maybe you've been paid 20,000 dollars. How much is that? Hallelujah. Amen. How much is that? But then, you realize it's not, it's not money. It's not much because there are people that are, when you look at their per hour that they are making, it's way, way more than, more than that. What maybe an MP or even a president of Ghana will get within a short while. So now people get there and they realize that ah, it is not really what we thought it was. But then to make it stand, now what comes in? Look, it's not everything that you just follow. I want you to understand, it's not everything that you run into. Or else you are just you are just you are going to be any you are going to be a robber that is in suit. You understand? Because you got there and then the thing is not meeting you up your expectation, but then inside there, there are ways to actually meet up your expectation. Within that place, there's a way to actually become whatever you want to become within your tent. The only thing is that a few Ghanaians will suffer. Or a few Ghanaians will... you something so that you know that God's provision is what we need and how we perceive things to be from our standpoint is not usually how it is so so many people get into strange things but the consequences you cannot even talk about it Go into some of these things and then they sell nations. Do you understand what is happening? I want me to give examples. You know, nations have been sold. 
though they are independent. All our resources have been sold. Or you don't get it. Just for the penny of a few people. Just for one person to develop plot then. And the rest of us have flat then. <laughs> and even that one, do you know what it takes to get there? It means that you have to close your mind. You have to, your, your conscience has to be seared with water. It's like there's no sense of your conscience cannot even minister to you and tell you that what you are doing is wrong. That is the level of degeneration that people have to go in order to have what you think is so appealing that no matter what you want to get. But in God, there is true provision. Hallelujah. In God, there is true provision. And the interesting thing is that you see, when God realizes that this thing can make you ignore him. And our God is a jealous God. I mean, you can't just decide to be God like that. So usually when these things come, do you know what? It comes along with shoulders being what? You start raising your shoulders. You start getting puffed up. It comes along with pride. But when you look through the book of Proverbs and other places, what happens when, you see when the balloon is trying to, when you are happy, wow, my balloon is, is big. You can see a small, small balloon. Very small balloon. Then you are blowing air. You are blowing air. You are blowing air. What happens? It will get to a point. It will go beyond its limit. And then what happens? It gets past. Then when you are blowing air into it, again, what happens? It produces a certain sound. Like you see that the air is just coming. It is no longer having any work. So many of the things that we chase, the reality of it is that at a point, this same thing becomes an idol to you. And now it is accompanied with so many other works of the flesh. And now we begin to get puffed up, get puffed up, get puffed up. And now that thing will cause you to burst. Just like a rich, foolish king. That rich man, that feels that he has dressed like God. He has everything that he has like a king. Listening to people praising that you look like God. What did God do? Just, just a small way, just to remind him of his humanity. I believe it was even a small angel that was sent. Then you realize that if my wealth or my money cannot save me. The things that I make men mad cannot save me. When you do these things, when you understand these things, you will love purely out of your heart. And whatever I think God gives to you, you'll be winning. 
to give it out. Do you remember what happened in the early church? There were rich folks in there. But then what happened? They said they brought everything that they had. This one is a difficult one. Because apparently should we should we try to practice it and see? It's a difficult. You see, if we are not going to do this, then it shows us the level of our heart. And I'm not going to do it, but then I'm just trying to expose your heart. I know you are not wicked, but we are just trying to follow patterns. <laughs> Look, they said each man they brought all that they have both the poor, the rich, and they had a good system. And even this good system, it was over people that were full of the Holy Spirit that took over those areas. They were full of wisdom. People that you, you were supposed to call apostles, but then they came to handle some of these things. And he said, none of them lacked. So now, what is it that actually makes us in this our world, in this our present day generation? What is it at all that makes us feel that I would want to have so much to the point that when I'm compared to my my neighbor, I'll be far, far apart. Do you know it's the reason why many of you want to be rich? And that's the reason why you are not. Motives. How we think. It's that in their days, and nobody lacked. None of them lacked. But in our time, the enemy has spread into our hearts such that the enemy will whisper to you, you are still using civic. Whilst your friend, your friend just came, nah, somebody has just bought V8. And you were dead before him. So now what happens? Now, I'm trying to meet the standard. And in many people pursuing this path, they have caused so much harm to themselves. But they will not say it. And you realize that it is all because we are looking at other people. If we can take our eyes off other people and put our gaze on Jesus, I believe our motives will be right. And even that, no matter what we do, whether I feel that it's all about the motives, you see, if the intention is right. Why would God give it to you? Because in the first place, we really need it in the kingdom. Sometimes I feel that some of these things is because of God's mercies. So sometimes thank God for your sin. Hallelujah. God said, God changed my story. God changed my story. Yes, the Lord will change your story. But you know something. I mentioned this. I was talking with Pastor Moses on it. When God released certain things into your hands, things that you thought were dead long time, you are past that stage. So 
before God takes you into anything, you see, I believe so strongly in trainings. God will not just really, God programs your mind. And God is the source of all things. He has everything. So if he really wants the church to be very, very glorious like how we want it to be, God can just release money to everybody's hands like that. He can force men to give to them. See how he touched the lives of the people of Israel. Why would people of Egypt, what, 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 what happened? That they felt like, oh, <laughs> giving out away their, their treasury and all that. They didn't care. They just bought our everything. God can easily do that. A certain favor can just hit the church like that. But the result of these things is that now what has become the provision of God will end up becoming an idol in the lives of people. And now it becomes destructive. And now it begins to fuel your, your passions which you think that were dead. So here you are. You are thanking God that ah, I no longer have a woman problem. I no longer chase after women. Amen. You are not saying amen. Hey, my people. <laughs> so you thought that you have dealt with that thing. Wait when the money comes. And now you see your level. You see? Certain people sometimes as a God is God, God is sometimes merciful to us. You know why it happens like it happens like that? Because now you can be able to afford a yacht. I said it the other time. A yacht, private jet. You are eating all the luxuries. Now what next? You are there. What, what else can make me happy? Let me fly in some women to complete your job. After all, nobody knows private. Aircraft to just bring them and then you and all those passions that you think were dead because it does not mean that completely. All these things rise up and it begins to bring them money. So God knows that there's a season that God is going to release the church of God into that level of abundance, but that is when He knows very well that these things are not going to hurt the church. Or as you yourself, later you look back. You know, this man that we are talking about, if you read the book of Ecclesiastes, you understand so many things. You know, he didn't ask for the wealth. Do you remember? But then, it gave him a lot of access. Even the way he talks alone can make a woman fall. Not just any woman, but queens. And in all the wisdom, he had so much power. What is the bad testimony that we have of him? You saw how nice things were written about Proverbs, uh, a virtuous woman. We were happy about it. But he also spoke about a strange woman. This man will not speak of anything he has not come into contact with. He's telling you how by reason of the things that came to him because of wealth and all those things. How he started falling. And he, he showed you the tricks. All of that written for us. 
now in the spirit of wisdom he now explores every dimension of foolishness and he starts to warn you that flee away from fool run away from foolishness because there's a possibility that the good things that will come to you you might forget about the source forget about yourself and then you might entertain and engage certain things which initially you never thought were there are you here with me hallelujah have a few minutes okay so let's go to my message open isaiah 11 for me Next week, hopefully, we'll continue. Is it a leg shall come forth and roll out of the stem of Jesse? And a branch shall grow out of his roots. Let's go. Read up. Read with me. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and mind, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the You see the connection with them? The spirit of the Lord, usually called the spirit of lordship, symbolized by authority, that kind of authority figure. Then the spirit of wisdom and what? Understanding. Sabina. The spirit of counsel and might. Counsel and might. When you read a book of Proverbs, discover a lot of things about counsel. All these things that we mentioned, they are all there. Then the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And I think most of you have come have come across the fear of the Lord. A lot of them in the book of Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Wisdom. Then there's a way it connects to understanding and all that. So you can see how all these things are connected. So when the man was speaking, he was not just speaking of it, he was speaking spirits. Things that influence the course of this world. Things that can determine the life, the extent of influence of man's life. And if you should go the opposite way, the life of a man becomes disastrous. And it shall make him, let's go, three. And shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. Rotating with the light of understanding. So, all these things were prophesied concerning Jesus. Let's see the last one. The fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reproof after the hearing of his ears. In other words, he was a man that was motivated, that was influenced by the Spirit of God. That is all that it takes for a man to be what God wants him to be. And interestingly, Jesus didn't come and tell us to pursue all other things. But rather, he made us know that 
what is so so important for us to pursue is God Himself. He presents the kingdom to us. He is supposed to be the number one that we can seek and nothing else. Because when you seek the kingdom now, you begin to understand the nature of the kingdom. You understand the extent of the dominion of the king. In other words, the king's domain or dominion, where he's his, his reign, you know, every kingdom, for instance, the Ashanti kingdom doesn't reach yet. You get it? Like, it has its territory. For instance, you have the map of Ghana. So, there are certain places we don't cross beyond our borders to say that, oh, come and vote for the king of, or for the president of Ghana. We try to operate within our what? Our confines. We operate within our boundaries. So now, when you have the mindset of this kingdom we are talking about, and you understand, no, I'm not talking about, you know, you just knowing, oh, our God is big, we praise God, our God is there. Everybody knows that God is good. Don't you know, we all know that God is good. We know that God is great. God is, will do amazing things in your life. He's the healer, he's there. But many are still sick. Do you get it? So it means that we, we have an idea. We have an idea, but the depths, the knowledge, the depth of it is not there. It's just like trying to read about uh, Jesus in a book. So you read about, for instance, religious and moral education, we're taught about who? Jesus. But the religious and moral you were taught, do you think it is the religious and moral education about Jesus that you need to walk in power? Like all our religious and moral teachers would be what? Doing miracles, like all our Christian religious studies, no? CRS, and then those that did religion in in the university and all that, because they have they they feel that they they have academically learned the things, and they can prove and disprove. So if anything, they are supposed to work in the greatest of all power. But there is something beyond beyond that. It is not about academic assessment here. It is about revelational knowledge. That was differentiated between men of God and then people that have just gone to learn and then they are trying to teach. So you can know so many things about, about, about Jesus and yet do not have the revelation. The revelation of his work will cause to walk in the manifestation of his work. Amen. 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 So that's what is lacking. So with this whole idea, now you know that our God is king. Our God is great. These are some of the things that men like, how do we call it, Abraham, captured. And now, even in the realms of the spirit, Abraham is so relevant. Men like David, they were men after God's own heart. In the realms of the spirit, they are still relevant. Even after they are gone. What is it that they saw? What is it that this man, David, saw about the provision of God? That he was so convinced. You know, looking at the state of David, the way he was looking like, uh, the way the way he was left alone in the bushes and all that, instead of his bigger brothers and things to be there to help all, all the time. I mean, this guy met wild lions. What would convince 
a man to fight with lions. What will convince a man to fight with bears? And these are just a few of the things stated there. What will convince a man like Samson to fight with a lion? If you saw a lion, what will you do? You just find your way and run away. But there was something upon them. They had a certain knowledge of what they carry and who has fought them. That is how come he was able to kill those lions and bears and, and even the one in preparation for the great Goliath. And not just that, his men that he trained, they slew many, many Goliaths. They slew many giants. As we can maybe know that about six of them in the Bible. They were slain by mighty men. All were trained. They went to the hands. It means that the people that he even trained, they had a certain level of knowledge and impartation that they walked in the revelation of the man they did. He was different. No wonder he ran. See, we have been saying some 23 for how many years now? Since you were a child, so if it is if revelation is something that you just catch like that, we have been saying it. This one, our Father who art in heaven, the revelation of God's provision. He does this their daily bread. So what? Some 23 words. You like you not like any good thing. How did they walk? You have been saying it that every time you are crying on your bed. What is making the difference? This man walked with God. They didn't just read. They didn't just stay there. And we can also do same. But what we give our time to. And David started to release some of the keys that make men different. And he started it from the Psalm 1. He was showing what he was meditating on. When we are first in the morning, what are we what, what are we unconsciously meditating on? As I've been preparing for the prayer, you are praying for the prayer service, you are, you are thinking of Charlie, I shouldn't miss my my bus. I should, I should leave before time or I should try and then cross Shiashi before what, six. <laughs> when you were in school, no time for meditation. You wake up. And then the bus is already going. You have to catch up. Like you do some two minutes bath. And then try to catch up. Because if you miss that bus, by the time you come, they've done the first lecture. So unconsciously we are we are meditating on so many other unconsciously. And it has become part of us. So you know when you wake up, pa, 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 you know what to do. Like it follows in that order. And by a particular time you are there, you know that you'll be you'll be at your destination exactly on time. So this is how this man is it day and night. What is day? When God was created, is that what the evening and then the morning what came? It means that there was not a point that he was not thinking about God's provision. The moment he starts to think outside of that, then he begins to do crazy things. Hallelujah. You think if David was meditating on the word of God, 
They will tell Uriah. He showed, he showed us the secret. The secret. So it means that the moment you give the enemy the chance by not focusing on the word of God, other things will come in and what? Occupy. And some of the things you look at yourself and you realize, these things are crazy. Me, power. Why? What was missing? That is why, as a people of God, no matter how blessed you become, you are not supposed to think that you have arrived. You need the Lord more than anything. Because the slightest thing you can easily want, go out of the path. May the Lord give us wisdom in the name of Jesus. So he said, it made him of quick understanding. And the Spirit of the Lord, all these things, wisdom and knowledge was at work. The fear of the Lord counsel was at work. Might was at work. The Spirit of the Lord was at work. Everything was working perfectly. Exodus chapter 30 verse 25. So this just to make us, give us an idea of the priesthood that existed in the Old Testament and it's supposed to be more of like a shadow to what is happening now. So this is just about the consecration of the materials. So you can see all these things that we just read, Jesse. And how the Spirit of the Lord will come upon him. I mean, prophecy about Jesus and all that. Okay, so let's take a later lesson from him. Exodus chapter 30, verse 25. It says, Thou shalt make an oil of holy ointment, an ointment compound after the act of the apothecary. It shall be an holy anointing oil, meaning that, like, the directions for all the mixings and the preparations was from God. Hallelujah. It shall be an holy anointed oil. And thou shalt anoint the tabernacle of the congregation therewith, and the ark of the testimony, and the table, and all his vessels, and the candlesticks, and his vessels, and the altar of incense. And the altar of burnt offering with all his vessels and the lay and the labor and his foot. So you see, everything in the temple was anointed with this holy mixture. Hallelujah. You understand how beautiful it is when we compare it to our life, what we have received. And thou shalt anoint, and thou shalt sanctify them that they may be most holy. Whatsoever touched them shall be holy. Hallelujah. Amen. So, there was a particular mixture made of spices, made of oil, like several herbs. Hallelujah. And from the way the Lord actually described this anointing oil, it was not supposed to be used for any other purpose, any other intention than that which was stated, which was to anoint Aaron and his sons. And, and, the, people, and the things that I mentioned, in the tabernacle and he said it is to make them most holy 
So that now anything that will touch these things will become what? Will become what? Holy. Remember, this is the Old Testament. They didn't have the Spirit of God in them. And God had a way of actually ministering to them through the ministry of the priest, through the ministry of the prophet, and then through the ministry of the kings. Hallelujah. Amen. And thou shalt anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. Hallelujah. So we can see that all these things came into the life of Jesus. What we just read in Isaiah 11. And when Jesus came, you know, there were so many prophets about the anointed. And Jesus went to the temple and then he read a portion of the book of Isaiah. Then he confirmed and told them that this day, this word is fulfilled. And out of that, there was an outburst of the miraculous. There was a confirmation of, 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 of the grace of God upon his life, meaning that God has indeed separated his servant. So look at this. I just want you to appreciate the oil that is upon the church of God and the individual members of the church. But because the church lacks revelational knowledge and insight, the church is lacking all this, so we are not able to walk in its holiness Hallelujah. So now, men that are supposed to be most holy, men that are supposed to have a certain peculiar grace upon them, men that are supposed to have this fragrance of the, of the oil of God upon their life, they are just walking like ordinary what? Men. Meanwhile, Bible is talking about even that which was in the Old Testament, that if it is anointed, anything that comes into contact with it shall be what? Shall be made holy. And he said, this thing was not supposed to be used anywhere. Let me just finish, finish reading and you understand. He said, and thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel, saying, This shall be an holy anointed oil unto me throughout your generations. Upon man's flesh shall it not be poured. Neither shall ye make any other like it. After the composition of it, it is holy. And it shall be holy unto what? You. So, now there was a warning that no one should make a composition. I thought I had to make sure of, I mean, certain compounds, fragrance, like a lot of when you, there's a place where, I mean, the scripture tell applies what, how, how our lives were supposed to be prepared. And there was an instruction that no man should prepare what, anything like that. And it should not be used to do anything else apart from the things I mentioned, which is what, to sanctify the tabernacle and all its uh, equipment and just in the instruments and everything within the tabernacle. And then Aaron and then his sons, those that were called unto what? That priestly office. Amen. Amen. It was not supposed to be used for any other purpose. And whatever that is oil touch or whoever came into contact is supposed to be considered holy because you have been consecrated unto the Lord. To end, I want us to know that when God called us, He did not anoint us with any other spirit except the Spirit of God Himself. And there is a reason and a purpose for this holy oil upon our head, which many have missed, which many have considered common. 
And because of that, we do not walk in it what holiness. We do not walk in its authority. These people were supposed to minister in the temple. They were supposed to serve in the temple. gave them the ability and God consecrated them for that purpose interestingly I do not know why we easily forsake the depth or the details of that which is revealed in the New Testament it is the grace of God hallelujah like I mean we have trivialized the impact of these things that were stated so here we are we can see believers that stand up and proclaim that indeed we are royal priesthood you said it before right have you said it do you know what it means the roots of what it means is what i'm showing you he said this oil was not supposed to be poured on any other one it was supposed to be poured on a specific one people god's chosen people so you you said you are what <laughs> Yes, you are chosen. So there is a uniqueness about your life. So if you are being ordinary, it means that you are you are walking out of revelation. That's what it simply means. It means that you are not in order. It means that you still do not have understanding of what you have been called, called for. Because if you catch it, you walk in it. It is the reason why many people that have come to the realization of what God has placed in them. Anytime they come into contact with men, the men become just like unto them. Why? Because anything that comes into contact with that which has been anointed becomes holy unto the Lord. This is just to give you a little exposition of the ministry of the believer when it comes to the priesthood ministry. I think next week we might continue deeply into the order of priesthood so that you can really understand and appreciate where God has actually brought us. This is even just the ironic order out of which we are drawing to are trying to draw out the substance from it. Hallelujah. Meaning that the Spirit of God anointing we that are called of God. Who go into the depths of it. I believe that after this message you, you would not consider yourself ordinary again. Because there is a holy oil That distinguishes you from what the world and if the world by mistake should even come into contact with you whatever comes in contact with you will be made what holy do, do, do you understand but interestingly whatever rather we come into contact with the world defiles us it has become the opposite when then we are easily drawn into and we are trying to pour escape. It's like you are drowning in the world. Lack of revelation. What we are supposed to have influence on is now having influence on us. It has been revealed to us that all the systems are crashing down. And it is only the word of the Lord that stands strong. The Spirit of God is here with us. Presence of God is here with us. Let's be outstanding.
be anointed with the holy oil of God. Separated unto the Lord. Separated. Separated unto Him. Pray to the Lord that Lord give me understanding of that which you have done. Because even the shadows of this thing in, in the Old Testament it's so unique. The shadows of these things. What is not even real in our time? You need him like you need him more than anything else. Wherever you are wanting to pray from the depth of your heart. Pray from the depths of your heart that God will cause us to realize His holy oil upon our heads. We have received the Holy Spirit. That makes us different from the world. He says that we have not received the Spirit that is in the world, but we have received the Spirit which is of God, the Holy Spirit. And this, by this, by this we have access by revelation. And many of us know not. We didn't have no idea what has been placed on us. We have no idea the grace of God upon our lives. And we are treating the holy things as that which is what? Unholy. That is abomination. What is upon your head is is a holy oil. It's a holy spirit song. Hopefully, let's we might go into some of the the reason why the oil comes. So you are supposed to be the fragrance of Christ. Is it health or healing you want? Is it wealth or wellness? Is it efficiency you want? Is it light that you want? Is it warmth that you want? Is it the strain of the yokes that you want to see? It comes when we begin to understand the place of the oil. The sweet Holy Spirit. It's a when that oil is upon you. Anything that comes into contact with this thing doesn't rather get defiled, but rather makes holy. Whatever comes into contact with it. All of the Spirit of God rested on him. It was heavy in his life. It made him so unique, very different, quick in understanding. He didn't judge after his eyes. What he was saying with his eyes, 
or whatever he was hearing, he was a man full of the spirit. The spirit of counsel and might. What was its highest peak? Oh, he was in the foolish revelation of the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of God. He lacked not the spirit of wisdom. He lacked not any of those things. And that made him unique in his ministry. Yes, we have been called unto priesthood. Yes, we have been chosen. We have been called unto royalty. But how many of us recognize the oil, the grace, the anointing upon our heads? It's a holy calling. This is a holy calling. You are supposed to influence them. Solomon chose wisely. He said, These are the things that I will lead on to and nothing else. Because I've tested and tried all other things in the world. And I've realized that all these things make men simple and foolish. But it is only the word of the Lord that makes a man stand out. It is only the word of the Lord that makes a man to be full of wisdom. Counsel, might, knowledge, understanding, the fear of the Lord, full of prudence and discretion. Moving in the instructions of the Holy Ghost. There is nothing that makes a man unique. There is nothing that makes a man unique. Begin to appreciate the oil upon your head. The grace upon your head. In the name of Jesus. While the systems of the world are crashing down, it only tells us that only the word of God can stand. It is written that everything can pass away, everything shall pass away. But his word forever remains. If there is anything, we'll choose him. We'll choose him and choose him only. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This oil is so unique, symbolizing the Holy Spirit. But it is used for this purpose. For this particular purpose. Only may we realize and recognize the reason for the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That we begin to prioritize and bring the Holy Spirit and His Word number one in our lives. May we not choose anything else apart from Him. Because in Him, there is the provision of all things. In Him, we find answers to all things. 
access to all in the name of Jesus thank you Father Lord this day you have revealed to us that your holy anointing Lord you have revealed to us that these things written in the scriptures concerning the spirit of God is not anything that we lack but these are things that you have sealed us with Lord we pray for revelation in this direction of our lives Lord we pray that we come to that place of awareness of all that is written in your word concerning the church of God may we not find ourselves walking like mere men on the face of the earth but let your purpose be revealed in us even as we turn our gaze on you you are the one that we see you are the one that we love show yourself to us reveal yourself to us may we know you and know you and know you for this is all that matters and Lord, we pray for their heart. Not to be drawn away by the things of the world. But we pray for their desire to be immersed in your spirit. To be saturated with your presence. To overflow with your anointing. Thank you for this opportunity, Spirit of God. Thank you for anointing us. Thank you for calling us. Thank you for choosing us in you. Thank you for making us holy. In the name of Jesus. Lord, at this point we pray. That for whatever purpose for which you called us, we will realize these things in our life. We pray. That your purpose will be revealed in us. Your purpose will be revealed in us. Your purpose will be revealed in us. We thank you, Father, for what you have started doing. In the name of Jesus, we thank you once again. In Jesus' name we pray. How we all shout a big amen. 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 So hopefully next week I will try and continue with the message. Do your best to be around. If you have an offering for the Lord, just pick it up. If you brought your guitar money, the numbers can be projected there. You want to honor the Lord with your substance. You want to say, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much. There's my token of appreciation. And even as you do that, I see the Lord opening doors. Doors of greatness in the name of Jesus. So wherever you are, just pick up your offering and
Lift it up to the Lord and let's pray over it. The number is also there. Lord, we speak over these seats. We speak and declare your blessings over them.